Preface and Expedition Members of Scott's Last Expedition, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Gray. Scott's Last Expedition, Volume 1. The Journals of Robert Falcon Scott. Arranged by Leonard Huxley. Preface. Fourteen years ago, Robert Falcon Scott was a rising naval officer, able, accomplished, popular, highly thought of by his superiors, and devoted to his noble profession. It was a serious responsibility to introduce him to take up the work of an explorer, yet no man living could be found who was so well fitted to command a great Antarctic expedition. The undertaking was new and unprecedented. The object was to explore the unknown Antarctic continent by land. Captain Scott entered upon the enterprise with enthusiasm tempered by prudence and sound sense, and all had to be learnt by a thorough study of the history of Arctic travelling, combined with the experience of different conditions in the Antarctic regions. Scott was the initiator and founder of Antarctic sledge travelling. His discoveries were of great importance. The survey and soundings along the barrier cliffs, the discovery of King Edward Land, the discovery of Ross Island, and the other volcanic islets, the examination of the barrier surface, the discovery of Victoria Mountains, a range of great height and many hundreds of miles in length, which had only before been seen from a distance out at sea, and above all, the discovery of the great ice cap on which the South Pole is situated, by one of the most remarkable polar journeys on record. His small but excellent scientific staff worked hard and with trained intelligence, their results being recorded in twelve large quattro volumes. The great discoverer had no intention of losing touch with his beloved profession, though resolved to complete his Antarctic work. The exigency of the naval service called him to the command of battleships and to confidential work of the Admiralty, so that five years elapsed before he could resume his Antarctic labors. The object of Captain Scott's second expedition was mainly scientific, to complete and extend his former work in all branches of science. It was his ambition that in his ship there should be the most complete equipped expedition for scientific purposes connected with the polar regions, both as regard to men and material, that have ever left these shores. In this he succeeded. He had on board a fuller complement of geologists, one of them especially trained for the study of physiography, biologists, physicists, and surveyors than ever before composed the staff of the polar expedition. Thus, Captain Scott's objects were strictly scientific, including the completion and extension of his former discoveries. The results will be explained in the second volume of his work. They will be found to be extensive and important. Never before in the polar regions have meteorological, magnetic, and tidal observations been taken in one locality during five years. It was also part of Captain Scott's plan to reach the South Pole by a long and most arduous journey but here again his intention was, if possible, to achieve scientific result on the way, especially hoping to discover fossils which would throw light on the former history 
of the great range of mountains which he had made known to science the principal aim of this great man for he rightly has his niche among the polar dimagers was the advancement of knowledge from all aspects scott was among the most remarkable men of our time and the vast number of readers of his journal will be deeply impressed with the beauty of his character the chief traits which shone forth through his life were conspicuous in the hour of his death there are few events in history to be compared for grandeur and pathos with the last closing scene in the silent wilderness of snow the great leader with the bodies of his dearest friends beside him wrote and wrote until the pencil dropped from his dying grasp there was no thought of himself only the earnest desire to give comfort and consolation to others in their sorrow his very last lines were written lest he who introduced him to enter upon antarctic work should now feel regret for what he had done if i cannot write to sir clements tell him i thought much of him and never regretted his putting me in command of the discovery clements r markham september nineteen thirteen british antarctic expedition nineteen ten shore parties officers robert falcon scott captain r n c v o edward r g r evans commander r n victor l a campbell lieutenant r n emergency list henry r bowers lieutenant r n lawrence e g oates captain sixth inskeeing dragoons g murray levick surgeon r n edward l atkinson surgeon r n periocytologist scientific staff edward adrian wilson m a m b chief of the scientific staff and zoologist george c simpson d s c meteorologist t griffith mayer b a b s c b e geologist edward w nelson biologist frank debenham b a b s c geologist charles s wright b a physicist raymond e priestley geologist herbert g ponting f r g s camera artist cecil h mears in charge of dogs bernard c day motor engineer apsley cherry gerard b a assistant zoologist trigiv gran sub-lieutenant norwegian n r ski expert men w lashley chief stoker w w archer chief steward thomas sisselt cook late r n edgar evans petty officer r n robert ford petty officer r n thomas crean petty officer r n thomas s williamson petty officer r n patrick kehan petty officer r n george p abbott petty officer r n frank v browning petty officer second class r n harry dickinson able seaman r n f j hooper steward late r n f j hooper steward late r n anton amachenko groom dmitri guroff dog driver ship's party officers 
Harry L. L. Pinnell, Lieutenant R.N. Henry E. D. P. Rennick, Lieutenant R.N. Wilfred M. Bruce, Lieutenant R.N.R. Francis R. H. Drake, Assistant Paymaster, R.N., Retired, Secretary and Meteorologist in Ship. Dennis G. Lilly, M.A., Biologist in Ship. James R. Denenson, In Charge of Mules in Ship. Alfred B. Cheenham, R.N.R., Boatswain. William Williams, O.N., Chief Engine Room Artificer, R.N., Engineer. William A. Horton, O.N., Engine Room Artificer, 3rd Class, R.N., 2nd Engineer. Francis E. C. Davies, O.N., Shipwright, R.N., Carpenter. Francis E. C. Davies, O.N., Shipwright, R.N., Carpenter. Frederick Parsons, Petty Officer, R.N. William L. Heald, Late P.O., R.N. Arthur S. Bailey, Petty Officer, 2nd Class, R.N. Albert Balson, Leading Seaman, R.N. Joseph Lisi, O.N., Abled Seaman, R.N. John Hugh Mather, O.N., Petty Officer, R.N.V.R. Robert Olfant, Abled Seaman. Thomas F. McLean, Abled Seaman. Mortimer McCarthy, Abled Seaman. William Nowells, Abled Seaman. Charles Williams, Abled Seaman. James Skelton, Abled Seaman. William McDonald, Abled Seaman. James Patton, Abled Seaman. Robert Brissenden, Leading Stoker, R.N. Edward A. McKenzie, Leading Stoker, R.N. William Burton, Leading Stoker, R.N. Bernard J. Stone, Leading Stoker, R.N. Angus MacDonald, Fireman. Thomas McGillan, Fireman. Charles Lamas, Fireman. W. H. Neal, Steward. End of preface and list of expedition members. Recording by Michael Gray, Tacoma, Washington.